everyone. Welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that'll share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. Hello, everyone. Chris Elliott here with the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. My co-host, Frank Hartley, and I want to welcome you to this week's episode. It is based on the six biblical keys from Farming God's Way. And today I want to discuss the third biblical key, understanding God's all-sufficiency. So here from the beginning, I would like to read from Genesis chapter 1, 27 to 31 where it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Well, although this series from Farming God's Way is titled just that, Farming God's Way, I think it's pretty easy to understand as you hear the story behind each of these biblical keys that it's really about living God's way. The first one I talked about a few weeks back was acknowledging God and God alone, and then the most recent one that I talked about was consider your ways that we recognize our bodies are the temple of the living God. It is just solid foundational and basic Christian teaching. Equally fundamental is today's topic, understanding God's all sufficiency. Now a number of Bible passages come quickly to my mind. For instance, there are 365 fear nots in the Bible. Fear not, I am thy shield, Genesis 15.1. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, Psalm 23.4. Fear not, I have redeemed thee, Isaiah 43.1. Fear none of these things, Revelation 2.10. And maybe more to the point of what we want to talk about this week, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound in every good work, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And then 
uh, Philippians 4, 13 and 19 say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We are not without biblical truth and wisdom on the subject of God's all-sufficiency. The problem, I think, is that we lack practical application. A quick question is, who are you dependent on, God or man? Any serious consideration of our situation reveals that we are far more dependent on man than God. Farming God's way is, of course, as I explained before, an essentially African-based program. Poor African people, and then by extension we might say poor Latin Americans or even poor North Americans, poor people most anywhere really struggle with the dependency syndrome. They look to governments, they look to NGOs, they look to white people for whatever they can. Now, I've only been to Africa a few times, but I've had countless requests for money, for seed, tractors, irrigation systems, daughters, you name it. And as more handouts happen, more dependency develops. And the same thing happens here. We rely more and more on the government to supply all our needs. Do you want to implement conservation tillage on your farm? There is a government program for that. You need new windows. You need insulation for your house. There's a government program for that. And how about health care? Well, I don't blame the government for the health care mess that we're in. I don't blame Obamacare. I blame us because we expect the government, we expect the insurance company to fix us for eating junk food, for refusing to do any physical labor, and that's just one form of dependency. The other, and maybe kind of an opposite way of looking at it, is that of self-sufficiency. Since Genesis chapter 3, men and women have tried to be self-sufficient, doing things their own way, relying on their own, or I should say our own, wisdom, rather than the Lord's wisdom. Now hear this. Self-sufficiency is rooted in humanism and has no place in the kingdom of God. It is based on selfishness, saying that we can do all things by our own ability and insight. Man has no ability on his own. He is a limited resource. He has a starting point, and he has an ending point. In James 4, 6, it says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Oh, the wicked, the selfish, and the proud, they're successful for a season, but the next season they wither, and they are no more. I don't want to sound morbid here, but you know I've spent a lot of time over the years as a pastor and as a friend in nursing homes and funeral parlors. And I have seen time and time again where someone who who built a great earthly empire and was very successful in every human way that I've seen them sitting in a wheelchair in a nursing home drooling or laying in the casket at the funeral parlor. But Matthew 5, 5 says, Blessed are the meek, 
for they shall inherit the earth. Not the proud, not the powerful, but the meek. So the solution to this is, then, knowing God's all-sufficiency. I read from Genesis 1 there earlier, and in this passage, God gave man everything he needed to live a full and prosperous life. He also gave man authority over all his creation to rule over it, which means we protect it, we care for it, and not simply sustained, but to prosper. God's all-sufficiency leads to increase, not decrease. So it's not a, a purpose for our lives to use and abuse all the resources that God has given us, but to steward them in such a way that it leads to increase instead of decrease. And, for that matter, I actually believe that God wants farmers to make a profit. But remember, God wants us to be reliant on him. His desire is that we would ask him, and he would answer, and walk with us as a loving and faithful father would with a son. The fruit of God's all-sufficiency is actually having more than enough. It means increase. It means profitability. It means progress. God's all-sufficiency will lead us to prosper. It is never-ending because there are no limits to his resources. But the breakthrough can only come as we repent for dependency on men, including that dependency on ourselves, lay aside our pride, humble ourselves, and acknowledge that he truly is the source of everything we need. Now, now think about that truth that he is truly the source of everything we need. Because governments pass away. Money is fleeting. And your sugar daddy that's been pumping money into your lazy lifestyle is going to run out of money or die, whichever comes first. But God is eternal. Put off the yoke of dependency and put on the yoke of God's all-sufficiency. Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When Moses was standing before God at the burning bush and was trying really, really hard to talk the Lord out of calling him to go back to Egypt, he said, I don't have the skills. I don't have the smarts. I can't talk right. I just don't have the ability. And God said, what is that in your hand? Moses said, a rod. And God used Moses in that rod to fulfill his purpose. This is one of the important teachings of farming God's way. As you look at the African farmer, what is that that you see in his hand? Or we would say to the African farmer, what is that in your hand? What's well, a hoe? And God is going to use you and that hoe to do that work. There's a story that I'd heard Jerry Clower tell years ago of a group of people touring a beautiful estate with lush gardens of flowers and vegetables and fruit trees. And there was a little old lady that took care of it. And one of the participants in the tour was just kind of gushing over this whole beautiful environment. And she said, oh, it just looks like you went around here with a magic wand and waved it over this and all these things happened. And the little old lady said, Yep, I have a magic wand, and it has a hoe on the end of it. 
And that's what we want to see here with the fact that God has given us simple tools, simple, basic resources, talents, abilities, gifts, skills, whatever you want to call it. And he wants us and he expects us to use them for his glory and to bring about the work that he wants done through us today. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells the parable of the talents, as we call it. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made other five talents. Likewise, he who had received two gained more, excuse me, and likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant! You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So God has given us all talents and gifts and abilities. And as we trust in his all-sufficiency, we put the gifts into action. What is that in your hand? A hoe? A simple tool. A simple gift God has given you. But I'm just a farmer, you might say. Well, I can tell you that if you're a farmer, you are one of the most important people in the world. But I'm just a nursing home caregiver. Do you realize that you're one of the most important people in the world? Well, I'm just a school teacher. Do you realize the influence that you have on those young lives and what an important task you have? 
but I'm just a mother. I'm just a housewife. Do you realize that you are one of the most important people in the world? I could go on. I could go on and on and on, but I should say that you never, you must never put yourself or anyone else down that yours or their gifts or work doesn't matter. As we trust God's all-sufficiency, we see that he has given us everything that we need, and we just have to use it. We just need to be good stewards. The soil, the seed, the cows, the grass, our homes, our families, God's all-sufficiency for God's glory. Of all the keys to farming God's way, living God's way, if you will, this might be the hardest for us Americans to grasp because we have so much, but we must embrace the truth that it has all come from the Father. In closing today, Frank and I want to thank you for listening. We want you to check out our Facebook page, Faith of Our Farmers. We don't have a website, but you can check us out on Facebook and you can message us through that Facebook page. And if you have any questions about the Christian faith, like how do I become a follower of Jesus, go to the website needhim.org, N-E-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. You'll find a lot of great resources there on the Christian faith. So I want to say finally, have a great day. And as Max Licato says, remember who gave it to you. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly, and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a, a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus, or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot, and God bless till we talk next time. See you later.